Well, hello everybody. Tim Ashoff here uh, from Creek Carrier Schaefer Trucking here in Lincoln. Um, as you see, I'm going, going solo today. Uh, Eric Cutter, the president of Schaefer's, out visiting customers, ensuring we're getting that good quality freight for all of your drivers out there. So we'll we'll get him back in on board next time and and get him to be my sidekick here. So, but uh, appreciate everyone joining me today. Wow, you know, uh, time goes so fast. Uh, April's over now, and we're into May. Um, but in some ways, it's kind of good that April was over. April was kind of a long month for us. You know, typically April, that spring month, this, the, we get warm across the country, the snow and the ice goes away. Well, I know you all remember because you're out there all the time. April was kind of a rough month for weather. Uh, we had an increase in, in accidents, unfortunately, over the last year, April. Uh, but most of that was weather related. So we're glad we're through that. Uh, unfortunately, we had a couple drivers get uh, fairly uh, seriously injured um, in uh, for, of themselves, not in accidents, but because of the weather, slips and falls on ice uh, and some other things. And I know we're kind of past that ice season, but just, you know, we really do uh, ask you that please take care of yourself out there, be aware of your surroundings, uh, ensure you're using that three points of contact and getting off and on your truck. You know, our goal is every day is to get you out there on the road, help you make a, a good living for your family, and then get you back home safely. So I'm always concerned when uh, we look through what's happened for the month and we've had driver injuries so please do take care of yourself if you see anything that we need to do to help you out to do that please reach out uh, we want to get your ideas on how to keep you safe out there on the road from another perspective though april was a very positive month uh, freight continues to be very strong uh, our miles per day on the crete side were up 11 miles compared to the same to the miles per day in april of 2017 so great improvement there and on the schaefer side uh, we also had improvement of five miles per day uh, per driver uh, over April of 2017. So positive things still out there in the freight world. We're very happy to see that. I met with a lot of customers in April and, and already a couple here at the beginning of, of May. In fact, today it was great to have our good friends from uh, Nestle Purina in. Uh, as you all know, on the Crete side, we started down in Crete, Nebraska with uh, Alpo, who is now Nestle down there as our number one customer. So it's great to have that continued long-term relationship with them. One of the great things in talking with our customers is, is I need to say thank you to all of you. We continue to get great feedback about the good service you're providing each and every day, the safe service that you provide, that reliable service, and our customers want more. And uh, you, you know, we've, I've talked about this a lot lately. It's very hard for us to commit to more and to do more with our customers without having more great drivers for you. So if you haven't already heard, we have, we're doing a special driver referral program where we have doubled the amount of referral bonus to you from $1,000 to $2,000. And we're going to do that for all drivers referred through the end of July. Um, you know, we really uh, like to get referrals from you as you are. There are eyes and ears out there to find the best drivers out on the road. You know, I've mentioned this before in the recruiting world. Now we don't get to see uh, and talk directly face to face with many of the drivers that we, we bring on board. You get to do that. You're that first look for us. You vet them for us. You know the quality that uh, that they are, the appearance they give. You know if you'd be proud for them to be on the Creed and Schaefer term team. So we really appreciate you giving us referrals. As you know, there's a couple of easy ways to do that. One, you can go out to CreekCarrierJobs.com. Uh, we have uh, a referral area there where you can fill in uh, the name of the driver that uh, you are referring, uh, the, the contact information for that driver, and your name and your driver code. Another simple, easy way to do that is by using the Creek Carrier app and hit the refer button, a few easy steps there, and that gets that referral directly into our system with you tied to that uh, reference. And finally, you know what, you can always, if you've got a driver right there with you and, and they're very interested, just call right into recruiting right then. 
patch, uh, patch recruiting in on the line. They'll talk to that driver right away and we'll get that process going. And you know, you've got a lot of exciting things to obviously tell uh, any drivers out there. And again, I'm so proud uh, of all of you and we're happy to be able to have rewarded all of you with the May 1 pay increase. Um, and you should be seeing that in your checks now. So it's always great to be able to do that. And again, that's a result of your efforts out there and providing that great service to customers, us able to get the rate increases then that we could pass along to you. Finally, on that referral program, for those of you who haven't referred a driver for a while, if, this is, if you make your first referral between now and, and July 31st that you've made in the last 12 months, we're gonna give you an extra $200 of store credit so you can get some of that great Crete Schaefer uh, hunt transportation gear uh, that we have at the company store. So please help us out in getting those referrals. I do want to say thank you to those drivers who already have. It's amazing. I just was talking with the recruiting folks since we started this. Our referrals have gone up uh, and we have drivers already making that $2,000, that double bonus uh, for doing that. And we've had a number, I think just, I think six last week already. Uh, that have gotten that $200 credit as they hadn't referred to driver in a while. So it can be done uh, and it's a good way for you to earn some extra money out there. You know, one of the things, as I mentioned that, mentioned the, the uh, technology on how you can get us referrals. I'd also want to note that we've just launched our new version of CreekCarrier.com. Um, I'd encourage you to go out and take a look at it. We've tried to make it more mobile friendly uh, and provide some good information out there for drivers that are interested in coming to Crete and Schaefer. But, and, but we, and hunt transportation as well. But we'd also like for you to take a look at it. If there's any input you have on it, please feel free to, to reach out to us. We always want to continuously improve. Uh, I think this is a, a great uh, rollout for us. We'll continue to evolve it, uh, but certainly want to make sure we have the information out there that's important to you and to the other drivers out there on the road that you talk to. So we'd appreciate any input you have on that. Speaking of input, um, it's so important for us to have, you know, this, this medium I think is great in getting information out to you. Uh, and I, I appreciate the questions that you all send in, but there's still nothing like meeting face to face. And so we are gonna make a, an extra effort here uh, at the end, towards the end of the month. Uh, Eric Cutter and I are gonna go out and do uh, a, a blitz of, of driver meetings. Um, we're gonna send you some more details on this on your mobile comm. We'll send a, uh, a PDF of our schedule out, out there and we'll ensure we continue to communicate it. We'll post it on Facebook and our social media. But starting May 23rd, Eric and I are gonna do a blitz of driver meetings. Uh, we're gonna go uh, and start in, in Wilmer, Texas on the 23rd. Uh, we're gonna do driver meeting there. Then we're gonna move to our new facility in Memphis, uh, West Memphis, Arkansas, Memphis, Tennessee area. We're so happy to open, be opening that new terminal facility there. We're gonna do a grand opening of that facility uh, on uh, the 24th. Um, and we'll get some more different information out about that as well. We'll do driver meeting there. And we're going to head to Lenore City and do a driver meeting there um, that afternoon of the 24th. On the 25th, we're going to head over to Marietta, uh, do driver meeting in Marietta, and then we're going to swing back on our way to Lincoln uh, to Indianapolis and hit drivers there. We know it's important to be out there. We want to we want to hear your input. We want to know what's going right. We we need to know what's not going so well uh, to continue to make those improvements. Now, the one thing I know from talking with all of you too is that you can't always make the terminals, uh, depending on schedule, timing, where you're at. So the other thing we're gonna do while we're out on the road uh, is we're gonna hit truck stops in between. We're gonna go to a number of Love's truck stops this time uh, and be there um, at lunchtime, be there in the morning, be there in the evening when you're coming on and off the road, when you're going in for lunch, to try to get out there and, and see you and talk to you you know, on your schedule where it works for you. And, and you know, where we really appreciate our friends at Loves 
helping us, uh, I guess, helping us show you the love uh, by getting out there and seeing you where you're at at those loves uh, travel stops. So we'll, we'll put that schedule out there again. We'll send it to you in the truck as well as being out there on Facebook. And I really do look forward uh, to seeing you. I really enjoy getting to talk to many of you, get your input. And I know Eric does as well. So watch for us out there on May 23rd, 24th, and 25th, and we'll hope to get to see you in person. A couple other things that have come up, and I know were some topics over the last month, and, and one of them that I know some drivers talked to us about was um, there was a big uh, cargo theft uh, in the month of April. I think there was a, a load of pharmaceuticals that were stolen that was um, you know, worth almost a million dollars. And it just made me aware of, um, you know, again, this kind of goes back to your own safety, but also just being aware of your surroundings and also protecting our cargo. You know, we, we do a number of things to help you do that. We have the enforcer locks um, that we ask you to use. We have the air brake locks that we have to ask you to use. Uh, you know, certainly parking uh, at our facilities when you can, as we know that there's our uh, generally more secure facilities. Um, but just also just, you know, being aware of your surroundings, understand what's going on, use the tools that we've given you to protect your cargo. You know, one of the things we did decide a number of years ago is that we would not um, haul really high valued shipments. Um, obviously, there's risk in that in cargo losses. Uh, but certainly it's something that we can also put drivers potentially in a position where, um, you know, high target loads or are, are, uh, high value loads are targets out there. And, and you know, we don't want to necessarily put targets on our trucks and on our drivers. So we continue to haul consumer packaged goods, uh, those that are generally not high value. You see it, you know where you're picking up, you know where you're delivering. Uh, but still, there's value in, in every load that we haul. And we ask you to help us uh, protect that and do appreciate everything you do every day. I'm probably going to jinx us, uh, but I, you know, we've, we've been very fortunate in not having, uh, you know, theft issues with our loads. But the reason is for that is because we have the good quality drivers and you take the steps you need by using locks and, and other methods that we give you to keep our loads secure. You know, kind of talking about loss um, kind of reminded me too, and, and about two weeks ago, I spent a few days in Chicago meeting with uh, insurance underwriters that do commercial auto liability. And they also do just general auto liability. And, you know, one of the common themes that were from those meetings is that, you know, as an industry, um, we'd be, we've been becoming safer as far as, you know, we're having less and less accidents per million miles. And certainly we've done that as a company and I appreciate everything that you all do to, to contribute to that. However, the severity uh, in accidents has gone up. So there's either more injuries um, to, to people, unfortunately, sometimes fatalities, or there's more damage um, to vehicles. And a lot of times we were, we we're trying to say, okay, why is that? And I think you all know the answer to that. And I've talked about this before. And unfortunately it can be that distracted driving out there. You see it out there with the four wheelers. Um, you see them, you can see down in that, you see what they're doing in the car. It's obviously sometimes distraction from texting. Sometimes it's just all the features we have in vehicles these days. When you see that, please ensure you drive defensively. Uh, we know that uh, you have the skills to do that. You've been trained to do that. Be aware of that. I know it can be upsetting when you see that happen, but sure, please make sure that when you see that, uh, do what you can to drive defensively. And of course, um, we know that you all will be the, the safe drivers that you are and, and, and not be texting uh, out there on the road. You, you all know the dangers of that, and we know that you will not be participating in that. So we do appreciate you being vigilant out there um, in, in your own safety, but also being aware of, of your surroundings. Um, you know, I, I know last time I think when I got into this, uh, we, we, Eric and I maybe talked a lot and didn't get into as many questions. So this time I'm just going to start diving right into some of the questions. I know I'm, I've got the team here. 
um, um, ha handing me some questions. And so I'm going to start looking at those and start going through those. So bear with me as I kind of look at these and uh, I'll try to answer those. Uh, when a driver makes a request from a shop, why can't the mechanics road test the tractor or do a ride along? Been dealing with the service vibration for two months. Okay, well, I appreciate um, that question. So first of all, um, on why a mechanic cannot do a road test. We have certain mechanics that can because in order for our mechanics to take uh, your truck out on a public roadway, they have to have a CDL and we have to have them qualified as a driver. So we have a number of mechanics that are that way. Not a lot, but in some places we do. So their road testing is typically limited to, you know, around the yard. And I know sometimes we can't recreate that same environment that you are where you may have an issue like this vibration. You know, my guess is if you talked to a shop manager where you went into and said, hey, I've got this vibration, the tech hasn't been able to recreate it. Uh, if you wanted uh, one of our, our foreman or shop managers to go out there with you, they would take the time to do that. If you're having challenges with that, you know, look me up, give me a call, send me a private message, and I'll make sure we work on that for you. So I appreciate that question. Next question here. Um, I, uh, I have to go back to, on, to work on full-time after I get my class A again. Do I, do I have a student program, professional high program, et cetera? Yes, we do have a student program here at, at Creek Carrier and Schaefer Trucking. What I would encourage you to do is to go out to our website, our new one, uh, creekcarrier.com. We have information on that. We do have, the way we work is that we actually qualify the schools that we hire students from. And that is because we want to ensure that you are trained really well, uh, that you, when you go out on the road, you are comfortable, and most importantly, you are safe. And so we vet the schools that we hire from uh, to ensure that you're getting the quality uh, of training that you need. Then when you come on board, we have an eight-week a student training program where we have one of our trainers that's been a certified trainer with us uh, train you for that eight-week period. Uh, after that, then we do put you out. If you graduate out, we want to make sure you have the right skills to do that. We, we, we test you along the way. We do some final testing at the end. If you're comfortable, which is very important because you need to be safe and comfortable out there, uh, then we will put you out uh, on your own after an additional eight weeks of training with us. Uh, who, who submit, the person who submitted the question and what I would encourage you to do is call into our recruiting team. They can tell you all about that. They, they can, they'll know what area, you tell them what area that you live, they'll know what schools um, that we hire from and we'll tell you about our student hiring program. Appreciate the question. Uh, some other questions I have here. One of them is, do I have a CDL? Well, I'm going to be straightforward. No, I don't have a CDL. Uh, I've often uh, thought it would be a great thing to have, and I think you know, one of these days I'm going to try to do it. To be honest with you, the reason I don't have one right now is time. Um, with the sort of the demands of what my day-to-day -day job takes, as well as my four kids right now, uh, didn't have a lot of time to do that on the weekends or otherwise. I do appreciate some of our team members that have. Matt DeVito, our VP of Safety, has recently done that. But one of the things I can tell you, and I don't know how much credibility it, it actually gives me, but I did drive a cab over Ford. 18-wheeler uh, uh, before I drove a car. Uh, my father had a, a construction and, and business, uh, fertilizer, chemicals, grain bins, and had a zone truck uh, to, as part of that business. And I'd get to go in on that cab over Ford and drive around the lot a little bit, move a trailer from here to there, go hook it, unhook it, hook up the trailer for the driver that was going to do it, but never did get out on the roadway. So uh, it's not the same. I understand that, but I, I have been behind the wheel of an 18-wheeler and moved it a little bit. It's been a number of years but always had an affinity uh, for trucks and for all of you and what you do out there on the road. I will tell you, um, I'm working on, again, with the schedule that uh, I, I can coordinate, is I wanna get out there on the road with you all. 
uh, while I won't have the CDL and I won't be behind the wheel, I like to spend some time. Uh, I've, I've done this over the years as far as generally taking some short trips, um, going from when I needed to get from here to Wichita, for example. I've, I've uh, you know, ridden in trucks. I've gone from, you know, Columbus to Indianapolis before when I needed to get, get um, down the road. But those have been short day trips. I really want to get out there. Um, you know, do a night or two out on the road, see what it's really like with you. And so I'm going to plan on that and hopefully uh, can get that uh, sometime. My goal is by this fall uh, to get that done. And so um, I'm really looking forward to that. I really do want to learn more firsthand what it's like for you to be out there on the road. So appreciate that question. And a question also that was submitted earlier. Why do we wait? Uh, why do we have to wait after a plea plan is okay? Let me, let me just kind of rephrase this question. I think I know what the core of it is. So we send you out a pre-plan um, and you accept it and then you have to wait for it to be dispatched. I think the question really is, is when you accept that plan, why can't there be what we call an auto dispatch once you accept it if we know that you're empty? Well, to be honest with you, and, and some of you saw this, um, we did do that for a period of time. And what we found is our dispatching system uh, we have some flaws in it uh, when we do that auto dispatch. Uh, some of it has to do with some route line things. For example, we auto dispatch you, we think you were at the place that you last unloaded. That's just the kind of the way the program uh, is set up right now as I understand it. And so if you had say your last, uh, actually your last uh, load was um, at your load home. And so then you drove from that last receiver, maybe 50 miles home from there. We're still looking from our route line perspective like you're at that last receiver. So when that auto dispatch happens, when we do that manual dispatch, uh, our asset managers correct that route line. So you're paid correctly. Uh, we have some issues with T calls in that same instance and just a few flaws. So we're working with our, our vendor on that to see if we can uh, fix that because we do know it'd be a lot uh, more efficient and timely to do that. And certainly we know your time uh, is very valuable. And the quicker we can get that uh, pre-plan sent out to you as a dispatch, uh, the better will be. So we're going to continue to work on that. I appreciate the question and I understand um, the, the benefits of that and, and why you asked that question. Uh, do have a, had a question here. Um, can we bring back um, load option? And I think uh, that you're referring to is we used to have a program called load select, where in our um, uh, process of dispatching, we would send the driver an option for two or three different loads. Um, I can tell you at this point, that's not something that on a mass scale, we're able to do. We do do that for our owner operators. We give our owner operators, when we can, the options of multiple loads to choose from. The challenge we have when we put that on the broader fleet is, is really quite honestly, is with the hours of service that, that are out there today and with time in general. So when we did, uh, um, when we did auto uh, load select, that was a time before electronic logs. Um, actually before even the, the, the hours of service rules that we're under today where you can still do split sleeper birth and other things. And what we would do is we'd give drivers options of different loads and they could figure out what matched their hours of service to be able to deliver that load safely and legally. Um, and now um, with the time that we have on loads with the demands for our customers for just in time delivery uh, for reliable service and with us having the information that we now have on all drivers and all their available hours, we are looking to match up that most productive load for you that you can do safely with the hours of service that you have. We have all that information now. And so we can look at that and give you the best load. Now, 
a key to that though is you could say well I could look at I understand you could say well I could look at the three loads and I could also pick the best load for me and and in a lot of cases I know that's true you're all very very good drivers you can understand the hours and what's going to take to deliver but what you don't know is what you think uh, load number two for you uh, may actually be uh, you may look at it and you say well load number one looks good to me Load number two, I like a little better. Maybe it doesn't use my hours as best, but I might pick that one. And then there's load number three that's good too. But what you might not know is load number two is the exact perfect load for the driver that's next to you. And so we're taking away that perfect load for that driver uh, because you didn't accept the perfect load uh, for your hours of service. And so that's why we look at this to try to match the perfect hours with, with all the drivers out there, not just you. And then the other thing is the time element. When you do load select, we send those loads out to you. You know, we have drivers that, uh, and when we did that, you know, it'd be 10, 15, sometimes 20 minutes before they would respond. Well, that's 15 minutes out of the day that that other load could have been given to that driver that it was perfect for, they could be down the road and moving. So, you know, I certainly understand um, why you would like that. Uh, and we do, um, you know, in situations that we, we offer you a load that uh, may not exactly match your needs, that you do talk to your asset manager and we work through that with you. So we know our asset managers do that and we see that quite often. Um, and so, um, you know, we're trying to get a balance of both, of both worlds there, meeting the needs to get you consistently uh, and consistently get all drivers the best loads with the most safe miles possible with the hours of service you have while also meeting your other needs. And that's the that's where I think if we communicate with our asset managers, we'll ensure we will have that balance. So appreciate the question. You know, it is something we do talk about, we look at, uh, we continue to try to improve um, how we dispatch, how we can do it more timely and get you the best load. So a couple questions there on dispatch that I'll work with our, our VPs of operation on that and see what we can do to continue to improve. So this is good. And these are great things that I'd love to talk about when we're out on the road at our driver meetings as well. Question here, another question says, I wish the shops were open 24 hours, seven days a week, and that drivers were able to call ahead and to make appointments. Um, so those are both things that we know are valuable. Uh, what I can tell you is um, we continue to look ways at ways to how we can best effectively match the available time we have from our technicians with your available time. And it's a balancing act. I mean, I can tell you right now, we're looking at some sh shops and adding shifts um, and the real key to adding those shifts is two things. One, ensuring we can get the technicians to work on those shifts. I can tell you, you know, the most difficult tech, the shifts to find good technicians are, um, you know, nights and weekends and most especially weekend nights. Um, we know sometimes that's the time where you think that may, may match your schedule the best as that may be uh, the times, you know, you're, you're, you're slowing down um, in the evenings, you're, you're on a break, um, let's get the service done or on the weekends. Um, you, you know, sometimes there's a little bit more time on a load. You might have more time to get it done. That's a great time to get it. We know that. And so we're trying to, to match um, your available time with available time in the shops, but most importantly, with the available technicians that are out there. And so it, it's a tough balance and we're working hard on it. I know the team's working hard. Again, we are looking at expanding shifts in some of the areas where we can hire the techs. But then we also have to ensure that if we hire the techs, that we have the trucks there uh, to keep them busy and make that cost effective. Um, so it, it, that's another one of those balancing acts that we know that um, there'll be benefits to you. Now, uh, at the, the second part of the comment was, can we call ahead and make appointments? We've worked on some scheduling systems and making appointments. Uh, what I would tell you is we don't have a formal 
uh, system for that. But I know, and, and many of you drivers out there know this too, because I, I hear it from you. Um, if you're traveling through, uh, you know what your route is going to be. Hey, you get up in the morning, um, you, you know, you're going to be headed through Indy, for example, um, Columbus, Ohio, maybe across that same route in that same day. Um, I have nine drivers I call ahead of those shops and say, hey, what's it looking like? Um, I'm going to be passing through Indy at 10 a.m. Does it look like I'm going to be able to, you know, get timely service or I'm going to be then passing through Columbus at, you know, 4 p.m.? Am I going to be able to get in? Uh, and, and the shop does a pretty good job of, of saying, yep, looks like uh, that's going to be a good time uh, or not. And certainly I've seen out there on Facebook, our, our Kansas City shop has done that in a number of instances, as many of you have given them kudos for that. So um, a formal system right now, no, we don't have in place. But I know, again, it's one of those things if we communicate, if we, if we are proactive, looking ahead. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'll be honest with you, you know, the shops may tell you, and you know this happens, that, hey, right now it's looking good. You get here at 10 a.m., um, looks like we're going to be able to get you in in short time. Well, what happens is between the time you called them at 7 a.m. and 10 a.m., we had a bunch of equipment come in and, you're, and, you know, it may take a little bit longer. So it's not a perfect system, um, but, you know, communicate, be proactive. And I, I think you will find that we're uh, doing a good job of getting equipment through the shop. You know, I was just uh, um, with the maintenance team here uh, a while back going over some metrics. And certainly um, for those of you drivers who've been here for a few years, Few years ago we had some improvements to make as far as shop wait times uh and, and the amount of flow through we we're getting our shop we certainly have made great improvements on that uh, our wait times at shops are, are way down the amount of work is still the same amount of work uh, but the wait times have been down we have done a lot of things to ensure uh, that we have the right team members uh, on the team the right leadership on the team the right technicians to get you in and out of the shop and use your time uh, as best as possible let me get to some other questions here i got some coming about here uh, I got a question about what about uh, a pass for all the tolls? We're close. Uh, I, I've mentioned it to you before. We've been working um, with a vendor on that. I can tell you I met, met on that again earlier this week, and I hope to have a very favorable announcement by the next time I see you on Facebook Live. So, yes, we, we're working on it. Appreciate the question. We know that's another one of those time savers out there. So um, we'll, uh, we'll be getting um, – We'll be getting that out there. Sorry, I was kind of looking at the question as I was talking. Should be able to multitask here. Sometimes I don't do that very well. Uh, question here is about what about getting a pre-plan sent to us before we send out, uh, before we send our empty call? That is something that uh, both Eric uh, on the Schaefer side and, and the, the Crete uh, operations team has been looking at on how we can do that more and more. We do do that uh, um, at times, um, and we know that we, if there's ways and places we can do that um, even more, we want to. So the teams are focusing on that. Uh, the variables we overcome are ones that I know you're aware of. Um, we, we want to use your time most productive. Uh, we, want to, we don't want to waste your time doing empty miles, going to a place uh, farther than you might need to. And so what, what some of those variables are, as you might imagine, is hey, if we send you a pre-plan, say, for example, uh, two hours before you're going to arrive at your destination. Um, what we what we are looking at is at each destination and say, how long are you normally at that receiver? Because we have some receivers that, hey, you get in there, you get in and out, you're in and out of there in 45 minutes. So we know that that next dispatch can be about three hours from now. And then we know how much deadhead you maybe you're going to have to uh, uh, take from that one spot to the other, and we, and we can plan that in there. Um, if we get a variable in there, though, where maybe that, that receiver normally takes 45 minutes to get you in and out, and this time it took um, an hour and 45 minutes, 
we maybe not give you the best plan because now we may have put you pre-planned you on a load that you're not going to be able to get there in time. And rescheduling a load, as you know, uh, often creates much less uh, productivity and load and causes you more time. So we're trying to use that information and balance that out. We know in some areas we can do that much better than the other. We know that there are some receivers that are very reliable. You're in and out there at the same pace every time. Um, we know that an OS&D issue could throw that up, but we know there's, there's receivers that we have very few OS&D issues. So we're going to start working on that uh, and try to do that um, more and more to the extent we can. Schaefer side, you know, particularly on some of those longer length of haul loads, I know the team over there is working on, hey, uh, on a longer length of haul load, I want to give you a pre-plan, you know, maybe a day out so you know how to kind of work your uh, work your clock on, uh, because usually on those longer length of haul loads, you may be running short uh, on, on hours. You've used your 70 hours. So if you know what you're going to be doing next, you know how to manage that. So we're going to be looking on, on, on doing that and trying to do that uh, the best we can. You know, we're, we know that's important. Again, it's use of your time, it's your planning, and, and we need to do as best we can on that. So appreciate that comment. Uh, got a couple other questions coming in here. Okay, I think maybe I covered a lot of those. Um, or there in some other questions that were submitted before. So let me look at those. Um, some question here. There's an input on the on the outbound gate at New Kingstown. Uh, thanks for letting us know that. We're going to work get with our property facilities manager and see what the issue may be there. Uh, for those of you who haven't been there, we just opened in January a great new facility uh, in New Kingstown. Um, it, it is state of the art um, in in throughput uh, from the shop standpoint. Driver facilities, uh, driver's lounge we have there. Driver. Uh, eating area. We have the individual shower rooms. We have washers and dryers and, and just everything that uh, you need as a driver to uh, make your life out on the road uh, as, as, as favorable as we can. Uh, in fact, the last uh, couple weeks ago, we had our uh, fleet managers and shop managers meeting there. So it was great to get everybody there. Uh, point of that meeting, as I mentioned in my video to you, was to try to say, how do we continue to improve? How do we continue to make life better for our drivers out there? Um, again, one of the things we talked about was your time. How do we best use your time? And then, of course, another piece with all the, the shop managers there is, is maintenance. And how do we best ensure that we're handling maintenance out there on the road? So um, one of the things you did, you mentioned on the gate, we, we made sure when we designed that facility is we made the gate, uh, I think it's about five tractor trailer lengths off the highway, and we have a light to go in there. So. Um, hopefully if we are having issues in the gate uh, and it take being a little delayed, at least it's safe. That was a key thing for us is ensuring we had a safe facility as well. Well, I'm looking up here and I'm amazed. It's, uh, it's been a half hour already. I've used up my allotted time here on Facebook live. Uh, if I have not covered one of your questions, please, um, you know, know that we'll take a look at them. We'll get that feedback out there. Uh, please continue to submit in questions. I know some of you aren't able to watch this live. So as you watch it uh, on video, uh, continue to submit questions. We'll do that. But most importantly, I really am looking forward to be out there doing uh, our road trip blitz uh, on May 25th, 3rd to the 25th, where we're going to hit and do uh, driver meetings at five uh, terminals and five loves truck stops. And I hope you're able to see um, Eric or me out there. And as I mentioned earlier, since we're going to be at those love stops, that we can show you some love. Uh, we will have some uh, gift cards for you. Uh, if, to Love's facilities when we see you. Uh, so not only do we get some input from you, but we can kind of share a, a little thank you with uh, while we're out there. 
Uh, the other thing is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're excited to announce the uh, grand opening of our Memphis terminal. Um, that we're, we're getting some things. We, we're pretty much up and running there. We have a few things to do, but if you're running through the area, feel free to stop in and see uh, Bo and Hunter there. There are two uh, on-site uh, management folks there. They'd be happy to see, the, see you. We're excited about uh, getting some activity there and growing our fleet in that Memphis area. So with that, I wanna say thank you. As I kind of started out this uh, Facebook Live, please ensure um, you take care of yourselves out there. Be aware of your surroundings, both while you're in the truck and on the road, and while you're out about at, at, at truck stops, at shippers and receivers. Uh, we want you to be safe out there because, uh, you know, as I mentioned, our goal is to provide you a great place to work where you can get great miles for great pay and get home safely to your family um, every, as often uh, as you do. So with that, um, I'll sign off here and say have a great rest of the week. Thank you.